Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe and today I'm welcoming back to the podcast Greg Sullivan, the founder and director of JSETI, the Japan Center for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Hi Greg, how are you doing? Hi Joe, nice to see you again. It's been uh, too long. Good to see you. I'm good. Yeah. I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh good, yeah. It's been um, I think a year and a half I was looking that we last spoke and a lot has happened since then. I think you'll agree. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. um, do you want to tell uh, first uh, introduce yourself, tell the listeners about what you're up to and maybe a bit about what's just in brief a couple of the updates since we last spoke? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Greg Sullivan. Uh, thank you. I, and uh, I'm originally from New York area of the US. I've been in Japan here for about a total of almost coming up on 20 years, actually. Uh, and uh, I've done the JSETI project, which is uh, really just focused on ET contact and disclosure. It's um, we've been going since 2010. And um, yeah, really, once the uh, lockdown era hit, you know, we, we've had a, a, a really strong base of um, events, workshops, seminars, and, and uh, um, content, published content, online content, but it all really kicked into overdrive during the last few years. So um, we're just so grateful for the exposure. Um, I've, I've been on TV several times here. Um, so I, I, uh, I feel like our, our, um, our uh, mission has really, it continues to expand. And uh, we've done uh, just uh, countless C5 events. And I've all, also really been going heavily into the energy work, the Ascension um type of stuff in, in recent years so uh, uh my my most um my days these these days my uh my uh, focus is really on uh, i do a lot of personal sessions and um and we do we work with et guides to do a lot of deep healing and uh star seed support and and uh deep clearings a lot of people have uh all sorts of negative attachments um that might be of an astral or fourth dimensional nature especially in uh in Japan, where they really just uh, have difficulty expressing themselves, you know, so people like really start um, uh, cramp down and kind of push down their emotions. And that builds up this sort of like um, this sort of like specter of uh, weight behind them. So we we help people, uh, you know, in their everyday life um, and on their own spiritual mission, clearing that stuff out. It's uh, oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's been amazing. Uh, I feel like we're on the cutting edge of a lot of a lot yeah. of stuff happening here so i love my i love i love my work i love what we do and i love being in japan so what does the day-to-day -day experience uh, with jcity um what is that like um in in the past we uh you know we localize we put into japanese the uh a lot of um uh different uh i've been a liaison between cseti and also eseti in, in washington usa uh, to do books and films here um there's a very active publishing industry uh but in recent years, like I said, uh, it's shifted more from real events to a lot more online stuff. And also the personal sessions. It's something I never thought I would be doing, but I was really prompted by my my teams, my guides to to really um, uh, uh, use these new modalities uh, for the benefit of like the Japanese spiritual community. So uh, in in the past, they had a really uh, there was a bit of a delay between the the cutting the re recent information and what was translated. Anything that doesn't get translated to Japan in Japanese doesn't get it's real, it's almost like it doesn't exist. So there's a there's a really big language barrier, as you can imagine. So um, our skills as translators and and sort of like uh, ambassadors in that sense have been really uh, pushed to the limit. But uh, I, as far as the um, healing and, and the Ascension light body sessions, I do like pretty much five or six people. Um, I have five or six people come in in a day and um, 
we go out and we do uh, like um, it could be a, a clearing type session, a, a healing type session, or uh, also working with advanced parts of the light body, like the uh, tree of life, uh, 12 step tree of life. Um, and also uh, what we call maybe the etheric re rewire. Um, and so I uh, found finding that like a lot of people have all this stuff they brought in from past experiences on earth here and also um, baggage and, and different things they need to work on in their contracts from other worlds, you know, other incarnations, yeah. uh, off world rather. Okay. Yeah. And tell us a bit more about the, these um, healing, healing ways that you have. Uh, is it um, quite a, a kind of therapeutic way in terms of talking or is there a more sort of paranormal spiritual aspect to it? <laughs> Oh, it's totally, it's full on spiritual where I'm just the navigator. And so I, I open up a, it's like a, it's like a contact session in, in, in the room, you know, indoors. So, um, I open up a, a spiritual sort of portal and then we have our, the teams we work with are, are super advanced, like the, the, what they call like the guardian Alliance or, or the, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of names for them, but you know, in the past, people might've been aware of a, a process called MAP medical assistance program. That's sort of um, similar. It's it's a it's it was out of Virginia, uh, a, a group called Paralandra, and um, it's sort of an extension of that going into the higher dimensions. So the guides come in and and they they either um, bring the person's astral body into a different uh, uh, into onto a ship or somewhere nearby that they can do that work, or they really just you know fill the room with their energy and and uh, you know. Um, we've already done at least two or three thousand of those. So with wow. two, for two or three thousand people, because once they experience the uh, clearing that that level of uh, connection, um, it's sort of it's sort of the next generation spiritual. I call it. It's like five D spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, so that's um, it's sort of like you know we have a lot of people who've spent tens of thousands of dollars on all these other different readings and modalities, and they haven't gotten the same results. So. Um, uh, wow. I feel like we've, uh, I feel like the relationship we built over the years doing so many hundreds of C5 events have enabled me to, uh, kind of like provide this platform, uh, for the, for the guides to do this for the people who really need it. Okay. And, and is the, um, the healing, uh, physical in times as well, in terms of physical aim? It can be, yeah. All the physical disease has energetic roots a lot of times. So for sure at the, at the very least, we've had people tell me, you know, they, they got a mass clearing and, and, and the, they were always going to a, a massage clinic or a, um, or a, a sports therapy clinic and they couldn't get rid of the, um, tension in their neck and shoulders. And then it turned out that it was an energetic burden. And so once they had that deep clearing occur, they, they, they said they never had to go, go to the massage, the masseuse again. So, uh, something as simple as that, uh, up until like, you know, avoiding the common cold or, or, you know, just, uh, people just become aware of when they're, uh, being influenced by things that aren't their own, you know, yeah. um, cause the Japanese people are super empathic. So they tend to take on stuff that's not their own. Um, and there's a lot of guilt uh, programming and shaming yeah. programming here. So okay. it's sort of like uh, helping to get them neutral, you know, once again. Yeah. Yeah. The cultures are quite, are quite, uh, different to hear so um yeah. you uh do you have a, a body of evidence then if you were to um to speak to uh you know a hardline scientist who wanted to say that this is all all nonsense what what would you what would you present them would you have evidence that could really blow their mind 
Um, I think we're still working on that for sure. I want to, uh, I've definitely had a lot of doctors uh, experience the, we've had a lot of medical people, um, nurses and doctors experience the sessions for sure. Um, okay. And also, you know, we're working, I want to work on using like CGI or, or those kind of like 3D graphics to describe um, the type of, the type of damage that can be repaired or the type of things that occur that we mm. see um, kind of in a remote viewing sense. But uh, yeah, at the, at the time being, we have a lot of testimonials. But um, I would like to definitely get into maybe like some maybe uh, um, the aura photography or something that would show like a before and after maybe um, was that the Carilogian uh, Car uh, photography or something like that to to maybe get some and also leaving some uh, what is it the night vision in the room to maybe get some uh, footage of how the energy changes you know it's a little bit it's it's definitely non-physical so it's hard to get some uh it's hard to get some maybe hardline data but that's something that i definitely like to get into in, in yeah. the future and and i guess you've got to also battle with the people who might say that there's a placebo effect or some sort of aspect yeah. to that but i guess until you're involved and in, um seeing these things for real you might not um really understand how the energy changes are manifest i guess yeah yeah well, it's an extension of the CE5 field work. And, uh, you know, people might have remembered that uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind of film that came out right as the pandemic hit in 2020. And we, uh, I had a small uh, appearance in that. And, and uh, of course, there was the episode where the, the one of the participants had his hearing repaired. So there's, um, I think the ET, the medical, medical aspect of ET contact is really something that's going to be uh, uh, really special from here on out. And, and uh, a lot of people doing C5 field work have experienced that, um, that kind of like, even though they stayed up almost all night, they weren't tired or um, just sort of like a, an, an, an influx of life energy yeah. and uh, sort of a renewed sense of um, gusto or, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of these, uh, it, it's a, it's an activation of the subtle bodies so um, definitely, um, we've been able we we've been able to really make that into a compact uh, program. Um, and the last year, I released this book. So my biggest update is this one. Um, oh, it's going to yeah. be in English, hopefully, in the next uh, year or two. But uh, what's the title? It, I, I can't read that. <laughs> it's called uh, "How to Meet Your Star Family: uh, oh, The okay. Complete Navigation Book." And um, so we really, it's like an indoor contact. It's an extension of the C5 field work where um, I have. Um, some of the some of the basic uh, kind of um, prep techniques and cleric techniques as a warm up, and then we uh, last year as I was making the book, the real piece came in, uh, and I was sort of like able to quote unquote download um, over a weekend the the four sort of um, scenarios that people can use uh, to contact with their main ET guides and their star families. In, okay. in a, it's an in, in an indoor session, so it's really um, it's enabling the both parties to connect on a, on a, on a, on a neutral playing field and, and people to create sacred space at home. So they don't have to always go as far as, you know, going outside and, 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 and all the, mm -hmm. all the things that that can involve as, as far as the outdoor field work goes. Sure. So, yeah. um, yeah, well, I mean, that's, so that's on how, whole... how that's going on, on the, on both the indoor and outdoor field work in, in Japan. I know last time we spoke, you said that, uh, people were you know traveling all over the country to meet up for various um, things i think the commitment uh, within certain yeah. groups was um was, was quite amazing so t tell yeah. me a bit more about how that's been going has it grown at all yeah yeah uh, definitely we've had an amazing year this year uh it's really been uh, the guides pulled out all the stops i mean when we do have our events um 
we, uh, we we've uh, slimmed down the schedule a little bit as compared to past years, but this year we've we've gotten uh, what was it uh, in the late July uh, we had our first event out in the Noto Peninsula, which is on the Japan Sea side uh, of um, not too far from uh, a city called Kanazawa, which which often gets picked up in um, New York Times and a lot of travel publications um, for its gardens, uh, Japanese gardens. And um, that was one of the most that was one of the most memorable experiences in recent years. And I was able to film over 20 minutes of the ships coming in and out um, wow. of the Big Dipper, the cup of the Big Dipper. Yeah. And there was four ships that were making like a video loop. So they were coming in to uh, view as a light ship, like as a as a big, bright white light. And then they were slowly, delicately floating into the cup and then um, disappearing again, phasing out of reality. Uh, or this visible, uh, the visible spectrum of light, and then coming back around. So they were like in a merry-go-round. Okay. And so it was like you know just really uh, quite intense. So uh, everyone, everyone there, twenty, thirty people saw it and experienced it, and so several people filmed it as well, including myself. So that was okay. a really kind of breakthrough moment for this year. Have you found um, that uh, when you're trying to film things, that sometimes you get some um, of the of the equipment breaking because um, I only say that because uh, I've had I had some success in filming uh, when I started doing CE5 and managed to get, I've actually got a, a, a channel of my videos. Um, uh, but, uh, in more recent times, every time I get my the same camera out now, it's fully charged. I go up there, I turn it on and I get like the fuzzy lines and then suddenly yeah. it gets, says battery low and then it dies and yeah. I'm like, it's fully yes. charged. I go home yeah. after and it's fully charged again. It's clearly um, they're saying no <laughs> to me. Yeah, now. yeah, um, yes, so I, know I've, that. I've, I don't know if you've had experiences like that, and if sort of a bit skin, Skinwalker Ranch in terms of uh, experience that, but um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's 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 good to have. Uh, it's it's a balance of like you know that when they want you to have the real experience, like and and no matter what we've filmed, like there's always something that that's like the, the cherry on top they it's meant for the whole group to to experience there in real time so i i, I definitely know exactly what you mean and we've had a lot of um of, uh system failures and and uh like uh, uh obvious times when they definitely shut the camera off and um uh like like a like this is just for you guys, you know, are so can and uh, they're actually uh looking forward in time to see uh, who and where those foot the footage will be used yeah. um, because in Japan you know like I said we have a uh, uh, TV people approaching us at times and and uh, at time and obviously that could be connected to the intelligence community in in, in places we don't know so um, there are kind of mining missions fishing missions that occur um, and uh, so I've been very careful as to who I give what uh, and, and when it comes to the media, so like you know, you they, like, uh, they'll approach... fishing is in like trying to get information. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll approach an active group yeah. like us, and and yeah. that saves them. Like, so we're out in the field um, doing all this hard work into the into the late hours of the night, and then they come in uh, once and once a year and and swoop in and try and they always ask, "What's your best experience? Give us your best uh, footage," you know. So. And then that, that's like a mining mission, you know, so yeah. um, you have to be aware of that. So the guides are always protecting us about that. Like, so 
um i i feel that that's uh that's there's always a meaning when uh, that when that happens and uh you know i i in the beginning i would go out with a full bag of gear and load it up and back up batteries and everything but <laughs> oh, as i traveled more and more you know and did more and more events and and the um I really just my 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 gear list got smaller and smaller, believe it or not. So and then uh, you know I, I think I'm in the same boat. I just now I just want to just take my chair and my torch and uh... Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. I feel <laughs> naked without a laser in my hand, but uh, but it's well, become yeah. an extension of my being in the field. There's still a few flights around. There's there's a guy I go with who does have his laser and I'm always worried that he's he's flashing it and there's a probably a, a plane or something. I just feel like uh, a bit conscious yeah, yeah. of that. But um we, yeah uh <clears throat> the torch i mean just so that i don't stumble over things trying to get out over, yeah yeah <laughs> i get yeah, to yeah go in various woodland areas which are <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's important to have that uh sometimes you have like a ditch or a small you know uh, a gap in the road that people can <laughs> fall so i definitely uh ever we have always asked people to break out to have their smartphone lights or the headlamps yeah. ready and and we've um, also kind of changed our, our ways a bit we've had a number of um people taking the lead and creating their own meditations and their own kind of um i guess sequence of events leading up to the point you know and um yeah it's been it's been really good i, I find that the whole ce5 thing um the whole kind of uh, light show that you might get from whatever's out there is almost like it's uh, an addendum to the whole thing in terms of it's just the experience yes. of being meeting people like-minded people having a chat and some meditation relaxing just being out in nature sometimes there's a lot to yes. it that people maybe don't um, recognize who, who are new to it that is is beneficial even if you don't yeah. see anything yes. happen, which you know happens happens a lot so yeah yeah i agree and i and I was hearing you say that joe reminds me that so the what i would say is the reason why we had you know oftentimes the reason why the guys are able to the uh show give us such an amazing um light show it is uh it's because the the land is so clear so yeah. it turned out like that that whole noto peninsula was just so um pristine and and um on so the beautiful beautiful nature and and um really uh it's like a really gentle feminine energy like um uh we're on the water side we're on the seaside there on the japan sea and and i've always liked that area but um it's a it's a it's a the the, the land there was so um welcoming and and um kind of just when once they have that connection to the depending on where you are in the earth grid you know the contact kind of changes so um that was really part of it it's like uh the platform for the contact to sure. occur i mean i think uh i think it's been since uh we spoke that i had probably one of my most um uh, amazing c5 experiences was at avebury and I, <laughs> oh yeah I, I loved it there i loved it there yeah, yeah. i went we went to the pub called the Green King. My friend oh, yeah. uh, Neil from uh, Brighton, Brighton, and I were on tour in uh, okay. in England uh, from yeah. with my band, and uh, I had we had <laughs> yeah. a great pint in Avebury. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a very it's a special place. And um, Ashley, you mentioned that you you um, you're a guitarist as well, so a man of many many talents. So tell yes, us, yeah, quickly uh, plug your. Um, your, uh, your guitar you said you had a song oh, yeah. or something or I mean, oh yeah thank you yeah um, i uh, just uh thanks to the you know these recent years in the lockdown i was able to finish my second album as uh my project my my musical project recording project is called escalade uh which means okay. rock climbing in french and and obviously and of course cadillac then took the name from me and and it's become quite popular as that giant suv uh, okay, escalade yeah. <laughs> um but uh my uh my uh, first album was released in uh was it like uh, I, it was first out in about 2010 right when we started jay Seti. so that's finally been uploaded to uh your spotify and all those 
all the platforms people use amazon music and everything so uh i'll, I'll give you the link for that it's the first yeah. album is called odo and it's got my uk single that was i was on tour at the time uh uh with a buddy who lived in japan here so uh yeah that's that's it's been a great outlet for me and i know and i've realized how much inspiration i got from my uh i was getting a lot of inspiration from unseen places when i wrote the songs and and so it's been um i i uh, yeah it's been great to be able to uh do some concerts with that this year as well i did uh, about four or five shows already this okay. year so are your yeah. fellow bandmates are they equally as involved with ufos and seats no i've no. drawn them in slowly yeah so we've done actually <laughs> a couple lives with a, a concert in the evening and then a sin a field field work afterwards Okay. So, uh, yeah, we slowly getting them, you know, and once they have the experience, you know, artists and musicians have an open mind. And and, and uh, I was I do a lot of ambient music and experimental music. So people in that circle are, are kind of just a little bit uh, mad anyway. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the Brian Eno crowd, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we had a lovely Eno exhibit in Kyoto, Japan last mm -hmm. year, ambient oh, Kyoto. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, anyway, so yeah, so slowly, you know, I've been able to share that with people who normally wouldn't have the experience. So it's it's yeah. been awesome. The music combination too. Sure. Um, do you want to quickly turn to um how how the sort of uh, dis I guess disclosure and and how the media are picking up the all the developments going on? Do you feel that there's a shift going on in in Japan, or or have you sensed it? And you know, obviously, I've seen things in maybe more in america and there's a, there yeah. seems to be a shift going on globally but i wonder what, what your take is on with, with regards to japan sure yeah i mean uh definitely the uh with the the uh the, what is it, the uap hearings the congressional yeah. hearings and and obviously the uh mexican government Jaime Masan's thing that was actually picked up in japan so in in uh, the japanese media has you know it's been a very tabloid uh based and ridicule based um coverage of the uh, ufo field for many years here so um although people are open to it there, there's a very strict media control um that really started after the war with the ghq and and uh, you know mccarthy um so that's it's been a very uh, when it comes to national security topics um uh, japan is very much under the control under u.s kind of monitor uh under u.s control uh so they've been very uh reluctant to take any aggressive stance on topics like this but uh i was surprised that the um so what so that that translates into the uap uh tic tac ufo that stuff was translated and, and released here in, in the mass media uh definitely um that was the first bit that was done in real time and then uh the, the all the stuff about you know maybe ttsa and all that stuff was completely ignored um and uh so elizondo all that was he wasn't in the media once here and uh, then uh what uh recently with this um with the grush hearings that was translate that was in the media here uh yeah. very briefly and then the mexican government um the the quote-unquote et bodies uh yeah. that was in real time on tv and i i did and when those things happen i usually do a youtube live stream we have about thirty-five thousand on our channel right now who knows how real those numbers are, but um, yeah. I try and keep uh, people uh, when, it, when something like that happens, I, I try and uh, I do a, a live stream right away to uh, make a, do a commentary on it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and uh, what people may have seen though, in the Japanese pieces that um, they've set up on, on unfortunately they've set up a, a disinfo apparatus. Uh, they've, they've upgraded their disinfo apparatus to 
uh you might have seen news about this fukushima ufo lab um which is mm -hmm. um there are two uh it's it's in a place called eno okay yeah i i was so uh, i i mentioned before that i i did briefly see something about um a bunch of people talking about uh progress towards disclosure i think uh, in japan and uh yeah so tell me more about that well, I'll just comment. First off, as an American or as a Westerner, you know, I'll, my comment would be that as I'm looking at the developments on, in the news, it's it's on one hand, of course, on a superficial level, it's it's really uh, there are positive things in the fact that um, it's it's definitely allowing more of us to get out there and become uh, spokespeople in the media and also become uh, you know uh, uh, considered you know, seriously for the first time ever. So, and the topic being consider considered scientifically for the first time ever, that's really positive. But of course the narrative is always controlled. So I'm, I'm always skeptical at first. And, and uh, my thing would be to, that instead of having these cherry picked whistleblowers, um, they need to definitely refer to the, the legacy that's been there with, you know, uh, Colonel Corso and, and uh, I've recently been in touch with Paula Harris uh, quite a bit. So oh, she's okay, had, cool. in, yeah. and she's connected with obviously uh, Stephen Greer and a disclosure project. So all the disclosure people, all the pioneers who have uh, a lot of years behind them definitely should be first in line to, to begin their evidence and their testimony should be uh, given preference in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I say that this year when, when there is something like the Grush hearings coming out, there does seem to also be this sort of sideline um, development, which just seems completely bizarre. And I know that uh, you mentioned the the Mexico hearings. My my, my take on that, and I, I did share it with some people, but my take was that it, those ET bodies were probably not ET. They were probably yeah um, human, maybe uh, some form of, I don't know, uh, it could have been so old that they were from a race that maybe were kind of small in size and originally, or maybe it was a, a, a yeah. deformity or something. So yeah, it's it's like that. I, mean, I, I don't uh, know if it's like a humanoid thing is there as well. Yeah, it, but then there was also the last thing uh, shoot down, and there was all the stuff happening in Peru. And this these things they were the picked up by the local tabloids in in the UK at the time, and I think it's hmm. as much as I was like, oh great, now these things seem to be happening. Oh wow. Um, when they come out on the news, I feel like they've been given the go ahead because there is probably a aspect to it that is disinformation or created. So it's yeah. hard to know what, what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's an interesting, uh, the, uh, the bodies element is an interesting and, and, uh, uh angle too. I think we're going to need all it's, it's showing us that we we're going to need, um, proof is going to be necessary in, in all, in many different formats. Right. So the, the bodies thing is one thing with the, the Atacama humanoid and and all, and then of course these these uh, these recent uh, releases with uh, in Mexico, but um, you know that that's one thing. And then we have the videos and sightings like the Tic Tac UFO and uh, which was mo most likely an ARV, like a man-made uh, you know anti-gravity vehicle. Um, so I mean I think that uh, it's, it's um, I think that we're our our experience through CE five is going to be really a key in the in the coming years to to help uh, discern. Because so many people don't have any of the knowledge, so it's it's a uh, I I always have a filter that I pass these things through, and like you said, the, the things that are out there on the cutting edge in the in the mass media have been given the go ahead, and and like and like they're they're totally cherry picked, um, so we yeah. should be looking behind who's behind there, and and I think um, 
you know, uh, there's already been some uh, research talking about the guy sitting right behind David Grush and how he was being kind of groomed. Like I, he was groomed not only for this experience, but he was being like um, kind of. You talking uh, about the lawyer? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's recently come out. I think I haven't heard about. Um, I think he's doing an interview at some point. Is it coming out or has it come out? I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to hear his take on, on things because I think you know. Yeah, he's probably got some <laughs> some views yeah. that uh, <laughs> would be interesting to hear. Definitely, definitely. And let let me continue about that. So on the Japan side, this is really key here, Joe. Yeah. So uh, on the Japan side, uh, it's really unfortunate that um, so like the uh, media apparatus, you know, like they'll um, you've many people have talked about this before, but like you know the things that have been green lighted, you know, the door is open, and all of a sudden they've got red carpet treatment, right? So. Uh, in Japan here, we have a long-standing occult magazine. It's sort of like the mad magazine of the, uh, it's like ghosts, um, Nessie, uh, yeah. <laughs> poltergeist phenomenon, um, yeah, yeah. and UFOs get lumped into that. Sasquatch uh, and Bigfoot. Yeah, Sasquatch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, and it's, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the Phantasmagoria. It's a, I think it's a horror magazine, a horror film, horror film uh yeah and then there's the mad we always had mad magazine in, in the u.s um yeah. which is like a comic um so it's like the combination of those two and um you know the once in a while they're how they'll have an, a decent article about you know the japanese uh shinto shrines or, or like things that aren't normally known about the uh their imperial family or some interesting quote-unquote alternative history but um a lot of it's when it comes to ufos it's like nearly 100 percent trash um, and they they just inter they completely ignore us. And um, I've met the editor, and and he's been on TV now countless times. He's now the go-to guy for yeah. uh, <laughs> um, the TV uh, UFO stuff now. And and in order to give him uh, further credibility, because you know this magazine, of course, is it has a lot of it has a fan base uh, in Japan, but it also, of course, has a, a, a tarnished reputation just as being like a, an entertainment you know rag. Mm -hmm. um, but now they've actually given him new credence uh, by uh, this collaboration, which happened with a uh, um, in Fukushima, where the uh, you know nuclear power meltdown was, the mm -hmm. uh, nuclear power plant and the earthquake on three eleven. Yeah, and so it just happens that that same prefecture has a UFO um, UFO museum, and so they they sort of like docked Mu magazine with this UFO museum. And they have like, a, you know, they created a, a, a small line of novelty goods like pins and T-shirts. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the guy, the editor of the magazine comes in once a year. And and lo and behold, they have uh, a lot of coverage in the West now. So if you Google Fukushima UFO Lab, you know, you've got at least five or six, maybe even more articles that are saying Japan's a UFO hotspot. And it's Jay Seti is not mentioned once. And you've got now... Mu here standing there and then now he's brought in in the on the uh, mass uh, media tv shows as the head of the ufo lab international ufo research lab at fukushima wow. you know and he's now they brought the same exact um you know uh filtering and disinfo techniques right in to cover this new era of uh of information so you know the so people what's who going on like there? having this is it, is it is it to think it's um, controlled disinfo or is it just poor journalism from people who just don't know really? It's totally controlled, and I've heard that from him himself. He told me him okay. himself. So um, <laughs> it's uh and uh, basically the so it's like the people who totally refuse to publish disclosure. You know, like the, you know, um, they've now pulled a one eighty 
and now they're the they're the ones who are going to tell you about disclosure you know the the control disclosure well so the, the that's fake it disclosure. i mean years ago it was dismissal and now it's uh, probably trying to control the narrative isn't it yes and, that's probably um, it yeah so so I I almost I've been tempted tempted to mail him. He he mails me uh, once every uh, once a year after the uh, New Year to say, hey, if you have any information for our magazine, send it over. You know, but I want to tell him like, look, uh, you need to step away and start sending us these media uh, uh, media experience media um yeah. contacts because you know you're not an expert. He's just regurgitating this the same old BS that's been used on on, on the tabloid shows here for years. So. That's really just disheartening and disappointing. Um, does he does he see himself as a disinformation person, or does he kind of just do his thing and and hasn't really he's got? He's out view? there flashing Mason signery, Joe. Okay, these people are dark lodge Masons. They're on okay, right. the disinformation train, and they're like I call them the Japan DS. They're CIA yeah. Japan. Yeah, yeah. But he's on he's on the gravy train. You know, it's it's <laughs> out there. It's out there for anyone to look at if you have any occult literacy. So that's the kind of stuff that as soon as we start talking about that, boom, the censorship comes down and and our our, our YouTube stream starts getting screwed with. And <laughs> so right. okay, uh, yeah. I'll be putting all of this in my large expose. I have a book that's been uh, two years in the making. It's going to be the entire coverage. It's going to be Japanese first, but it's going to be the entire coverage of all the trouble and uh, all the harassment and, and um, interference we experienced in, with the media here. Right. Um, I, I, and I won't really, I won't really take a serious shot at this guy in particular because you know why? He told me face to face when we went in person that they're under this America, the U.S. control. That's he put it out flat. He put it to me uh, straight point blank. So I respect that. You know, a lot of the other people never would do that. So um, <laughs> when I yeah. when I do criticize them, I try and do it as nicely as nicely as I can. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, well, it's I just you know, it's it's he didn't start the fire it's not it's not a problem that he started but he's being used as a tool yeah um for a very uh for a very dangerous you know uh roll out of this issue yeah i wonder if there are any um uh craft in in japan in in bases and things <laughs> yeah uh um i know that's been touched on yeah there's definitely uh you know um portals here and and so switching gears you know we we uh um I think there's definitely uh, inner earth portals here in Japan. And, you know, uh, so um, I think as far as the disclosure stuff goes and the, uh, the kind of like uh, advanced technology projects, I think that from what I've gathered from the long time we've been here is that first off, you're never going to have a Japanese whistleblower because they're, they're, um, they're very, um, they're so compartmentalized and they're so top down pyramid structure here that you would, it would be like suicide. Um, to to break rank like that and and um so the witnesses we've had and i was on the history channel with one of them um uh in ancient aliens so mr sato he's uh as you might know asians respect their elders so once um he's like in his 80s now or late 70s and um uh so after he's retired and and gotten to this very distinguished position he can come out and then represent the younger folks and younger people and be like a, a doorway to them. That's the way they do it here. And um, so yeah. it's, yeah, as far as that goes. Um, so, and, and, and there are a couple, uh, there's an echelon facility in Northern Japan. And of course, you know, there's like NSA listening stations there. And, um, and, uh, and of course where we have uh, uh, access to the American military is, has a strong presence here, as you can imagine. 
but as far as the um you know the the man-made stuff and all that super secret technology i'm not too sure how much that is how much i wouldn't say there's a ton of it if any at all um so as far as that but as far as et stuff goes um you know there's the inner earth um entrances and and definitely the uh the power spots i know you had mentioned that you you heard someone talking about the ancient uh places that christ had made maybe visited here oh and yeah that theory. was um yeah. so that was my my one of my last interviews was with um a guy and he talked about this uh so he had met a guy uh, uh what's his name um talking about the theory of prophecy uh Demarque, um was uh-huh. the guy yeah. and yeah he, he was talking about um so he had heard through the prophecy about this uh, place in japan where apparently jesus was buried um yeah. and uh the, the guy hadn't didn't know about this place only heard about it through the through his um i guess <laughs> experiences with these ets um yeah. but uh i was um yeah, we were talking about this, and uh, you think you you mentioned you might have been to this. I think it's in Shingo or somewhere. There's a place that purportedly is where Jesus may have been buried. I mean, it's 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 a crazy thought to some people, but uh, you know, yeah, it, I think it's it, some people say it's one of the places that he visited. Well, the the big thing is like you know uh, the the Yeshua, uh, um, the original Christ, you know, uh, 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 historical Christ w- w- was said to have like studied in India and. In an, and then in this the lost years you know the um unrecorded years uh, yeah. many people will say he traveled across asia and as far as into japan so there's like two sites i know of one is in aomori which is at the very top uh no- very north of the main island of japan and there's a lot of um that's chock full of um uh mystery spots and sort of ancient history mm. and so this uh the information first came out of the um uh, uh, it's sort of like a, a record called the Takeuchi Monjo, which is a sort of like um, ancient history record that was discovered in, um, in Japan uh, that has a lot of like pre-emperor and pre-imperial history. And so uh, this site is a Japanese shrine, but it's got a lot of um, this Christian uh, uh, overtones to it. And so they have a display in the uh, in the main building about a lot of this information as to that was on the pilgrimage path of Christ and everything. Uh, yeah. The other spot is uh, in Fukushima. I'm sorry, it's a Fukuyama, which is in Hiroshima Prefecture, Western Japan. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the two that most people refer reference to um, as far as the spots that Christ either visited or or potentially something, a relic was buried. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't personally say go as far as to say as it was him himself. Um, but those are the type of things that like we I think we would definitely the ETs are confirming for us. Like a lot of the the um the ancient history is getting confirmed thanks to ET contact. So um I've 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 done some dowsing and readings on that and uh yeah. and and uncovered some interesting things. And it's it's hard to explain um how these things would exist and their history if it if it wasn't for <laughs> some aspect of the truth in in this this story or whatever this narrative. I, I mean I have no idea what really happened, but ultimately yeah. if you kind of see it as a hoax or or you're a naysay how, how do you how do you explain that why would why would people in these certain places in japan want to have built shrines towards anything christian you know it's so far away isn't it yeah 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 i know it's it's uh it's definitely strange i mean there's there's definitely a um this uh a ley line grid and and um it's um a lot uh, talking about the, the way the shrines were placed around the the island there was a lot of very ancient um uh, knowledge being used like the feng shui and uh, also 
literally uh you know not the like something like the nazca lines like they had knowledge of a greater a more of a macro scale of the whole yeah. uh the whole i think there's pyramids as well there's there's many pyramids in japan yeah a lot well. of pyramids yeah yeah that's yeah. the in the so the one the one spot i just mentioned in fukuyama city um is actually a pyramid so mm -hmm. um there's several uh pyramid structures what across style japan. are they are they a bit more like the color of the mesoamerican ones or, or more like the egyptian uh good question i think um they're more egyptian types okay so yeah a lot of the there's a lot there's there's like at least ones that you can see um that are totally still quite visible as a mountain in that shape with a, a low a, about a, a, maybe a height of about 400 to 800 meters is uh i've seen i know about at least 10 or 15 you know mm -hmm. including that one in fukuyama there cool awesome um so uh yeah turning it a bit to the the media i want to know um Actually, I think last time we spoke, we talked a little bit about Q and it was a bit of a sort of a diversion there. And I'm sort of diverting it to it now because it, was, it yeah. was it's not often I get to talk about that whole thing with 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 guests because uh, not so many uh, I was aware of it. But I think I think at the time we were both following it or see, seeing it and it, whatever Q was or um, what if it might be in terms of the future. It's it's a fascinating part of the whole story of certainly yeah. doing the whole kind of you know the 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 Trump era and um, the you know the election and uh, all the fight that's been been going on certainly sort of blew up around uh, twenty twenty onwards. So yeah, so so um, yeah, give me a bit of your, your take on maybe what you think Q is. Um, like the whole Q and people say Q and on, but I'm just going to call it Q because I think Q was yeah. something different to Q and on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, you know, uh, people have seen the, you may have seen the, I agree. Uh, I, I, I wasn't definitely um, full on, fully on board with, with all of that, but um, uh, you know, the, the CNN article was released to, to, there was a couple articles that might've, you might've seen it that, that um, talked about how the, the biggest following of this uh, social uh, the, the the biggest following of all that stuff was besides the U.S. was in Japan, mm -hmm. and so there was a large Twitter account from this um, young girl called uh, something Airy, uh Her name was, and and so uh, I wasn't really looking at that because you know we I find that like it it really it, a lot of new people who came on board with the information were quickly swept up into the the frenzy of of the whole election everything, um, and uh, of course that brought up a lot of. Uh, very hot topics, you know, a lot of trigger trigger words and a lot of a lot of things that were like, you know, um, psychologically programmed to to uh, either awaken people or divide people. So I think it was um, it was a necessary phenomenon. But um, I, I I'm very wary I'm very wary of like predictions and and um, a lot of the techniques that started being employed um, seem to be uh, very high risk. You might say at the at the very least. So. Um, uh, mm -hmm. As far as the way my stance and the way I like to do uh, my research and, and my uh, conduct our activities here, uh, I, I wouldn't say I was like a, a fully on board with a lot of that. But uh, that being said, um, during the, what was it, 2021, we were involved with the release of Dr. Greer's uh, unacknowledged book. Mm -hmm. We had already done the DVD in, uh, what was it, 2018 or not 2019. So we had the DVD under our... Um, kind of jurisdiction and um the book was uh, released uh because it was released by i think it was tuttle um uh the the major publishers here were able to make bids on it and so that's a long story but i was able to um kind of 
uh, be a liaison in that process. And um, in the long story short, uh, again, when we don't do things ourselves, there's always some sort of uh, problem that happens. And um, there, the book rele release occurred with um, where we were invited to do like a, it was a once in a lifetime thing where YouTube really hit hard uh, in the hunt pandemic here. So um, uh, we were able, we were asked to pair with a couple of these major Q, Q, Q type YouTubers. Um, and, uh, and really in Japan, unfortunately, the, a couple of these people just were com com full out fraud. You know, they were, they were talking about that. They were in meetings with Trump on a weekly basis and just absolutely completely unbased claims. And, and the Japanese unfortunately are very naive and, and pure hearted. So, you know, and then I think Joe, the one technique they used here was they really inflated the views. So, you know, people, um, as we all are programmed to think like the bigger, the better, the more, the better. So, um, they have a lot of like, you know, people come out of nowhere with these gigantic channels that we're either buying views and subscribers or being hmm. kind of angel invested from yeah, unseen I, places I with... up on some of those. I mean, I, I can name certain people that seem to have just they came were big and then suddenly just disappeared and yeah it makes you yeah. wonder how, how that happens yes and so i was getting a lot of um inspiration or uh, insight from the guide so anyway the publisher uh it's a long i won't go into the whole thing but um and long story short we did the uh two events and they were fun and, and great and and the unacknowledged book was shared it was uh it got a lot it got way more reach than any other of these kind of publications would thanks to the youtube guys but um uh then Next thing you know, it comes to 20, um, February of 2022, uh, two months after the last event we did, which was like Jan uh, December 28th of 21. And this guy gets arrested in Japan uh, for one of the two guys we collaborated with in this event. He gets arrested and the article goes to CNN America. Okay. Can you believe this? This uh, and he gets arrested for squatting at a vaccine clinic. Like he brings his following in, and he's he told us like in December, oh, yeah, I'm gonna start doing any vax demos and like marches in Japan. So uh, they got this. He had a large um, online community, and uh, every time he'd say, okay, the next demonstration is in Hiroshima on, uh, you know, in in uh, next weekend on next Saturday, and and suddenly 200 people would show up, and then you know the the police would be notified, and and so they were marked and then next thing you know like they they interfered with a uh a, a, a public vaccine vaccination clinic in near tokyo stadium and uh they were a couple of them refused to leave and and they were arrested so that's when the red flags just you know i already had a couple of red flags in hand and that's when i started waving them like this is complete uh this is completely dangerous and and that article that incident was actually uh released in an american cnn can you believe that as right. so it's like a um what you might call a blowback episode and it's trying to um put stains on i think they're really trying to screw with the the uh researchers the veterans like us in the field like and really kind of like um it's what they call otoshiana in japan uh where it's like they, it's like a trap it's a booby trap it's a booby trap and so um and then it's like, you know, I immediately contacted the publisher and asked them to scrub, like take down all the uh, stuff that was online, any pictures of us together, I, you know, were deleted and all the links and tags I, I completely deleted, like, because we had made it a special agreement um, that none of that stuff was going to happen. And this was like the absolute worst case, like number one worst thing could, that could ever happen happens here. You know, right. it's like a collaborator 
<laughs> um, the publishers like to group their releases together. Right. It's 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 for the you know um for their that's that's something they do for promotions. Yeah. But um, you know, it's like when you see a panel, you imagine all the, all these people, and in a UFO event, you imagine if you see ten people on a panel, they've got to be friends, right? And that's yeah. just a complete illusion, right? So there's so they do a lot of this um uh um what they call what in show so so it's like um you know it's it's, it's a smoke and mirrors games you know with the um with the viewers and the readers so once that um that arrest occurred um uh, i was out you know i was completely out and and uh, I, I refused to do a publication collaboration with them they asked me to become uh, they asked me to do a book with the uh the other guy who didn't get arrested and i was done completely out forget it i was like my uh, my doubts had been confirmed at that point, so um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's really my real blowback experience with the uh, Q crowd. Um, sure. Yeah, I yeah, find I that mean, it... it's I, I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to say because in, in the time I was, you know, probably quite um, engaged with it, um, but now looking back, you know, various things have happened, and you you just wonder what was it all about i mean it was there was it a force for good or was it some sort of internal psyop for generating more i guess um polarization and sort of kind of yeah creating an, a negative uh atmosphere it's it's it yeah, was I, an interesting time um well, nonetheless <laughs> let's continue on this this is really important though because it, it really it, i think it was sad to see how it divided the uh c5 community even and it was it really was like uh, kind of showed people a lot of people were showed how much they really understood and had integrated about this sort of information. And so there were a lot of um, what I just mentioned was sort of like maybe a dark side element of it. But um, it was like a litmus test as well. You know, it's like how much have you really accepted the the ET disclosure is like the the highest level of all this. But have you accepted what's what leads up to that, you know, with the. Um, you know a lot of that stuff a lot of the ideas were were taken from real research and and i the first thing i tell a, a q person who's going on and on about the, the children and stuff was like do you know who ted gunnerson is mm -hmm. look up ted gunnerson because that's who they he's now dead passed but he was the ex-fbi uh head who was who after he retired went in on in well, on the um child uh trafficking you know he's the he's the pioneer so uh, so people, uh, they don't understand that this was Frankenstein. The Q philosophy was Frankenstein from a lot of just research that was already out there um, and kind of synthesized together in this really um, certain specific way. <clears throat> um, but uh, the uh, I use the word conspiracy because um, we've actually, we were, uh, the the information like the Dr. Greer stuff and and uh, a lot of the other stuff I've, I've uh, used as reference here in Japan, I think it, it it was the original conspiracy, uh, con conspiratorial information, where it's one foot's in the spiritual territory, but one foot is also in the hardcore um, black ops. You know, the con mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it conspiracy, but the the uh, you know the the uh, re reality, re you know, the alternative reality. You yeah. know, what's really going behind the curtain, right? So, yeah. um, I, I like the word conspiracy, conspiratorial, and I use that in my uh, lectures as that cute thing was going on to say, this is an important, um, watershed moment. And this, this is what we've always been like that. Someone finally created a word to describe what I've been always doing. You know, I was the, I was the person who connected that kind of information to 
the spiritual side. You know, there was never a lot of discourse between the two. Yeah. I mean, what, whatever Q was, as I said, I, I think it did seem to spur a lot of change in the minds of, of people um, towards this kind of more alternative area and brought the fringe into the mainstream. And, and I think it played yeah. a role there, regardless of... Definitely did, yeah. Who, who it was, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that a, a lot of, there was a lot of, um, you know... Um, you know, I think I would appreciate if, uh, no, you know, so, but I think on the, on the backside that it's hard to, uh, we, on, I, when you take it a step further, the dangerous parts of it is that, um, uh, while we have this great window of opportunity for awakening with this like ascension cycle, that people's attention is, or as were like, was being drawn, not from higher consciousness, but it's being drawn down into the most, uh, chaotic and, and, convoluted thing like a u.s election you know it's like you know into politics you know so it's like the divide and, 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 and there still and is a strong very very uh tricky there right i mean it's it's incredible and it's uh exciting to think there's going to be another another election next year and it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens because and, um you know i saw the midterms happen um there's actually stuff coming up with sydney powell right now there's uh speak- people you know getting absolutely derided for being election deniers um and there's yeah, well, the whole J- J6 thing as well. And, and I think there was pro-Palestinian protesters that stormed the White House recently. And that's not over the yeah, news. They, there's not there's no the same rhetoric uh, against the J6 protesters there is against yeah, these ones. Yeah. There's all the, there's, I, a, there's two sides to every story, isn't there? <laughs> yes. I, I I see the dangers in both it's, it's a, see that when they when they control the narrative, they have both sides and they and they like they slam both together and then like so they're 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 always pulling strings on both sides and um and so uh again it's like to discredit the actual research and it's to, to discredit the actual awakening like where it's it's like they're um you know they're uh what they're actually the techniques they're actually using they're they're always trying to shut down any discourse about them right so yeah um and then the uh, agent ajan provocateur with the j6 thing and those are all really key things the other um part of it is um <clears throat> you know, the messianic figure, like, uh, I think that no one presidential candidate could ever take on that, you know, system on his own, on their own. So um, who is actually behind, um, you know, Trump has been very uh, reluctant to own any of that. And I think that's unfortunate. I think he, if he was really um, for the, for the real hardcore Q fans out there, I think they deserve a little more of a something, right. You know, not just all these uh, very, because you know all these like platitudes are just the really uh, mystic and cryptic uh, yeah. comments, and, and I mean, they're, it was, they're it was trying very, their best uh, to read into everything. It was a it was definitely a, an element of people showing, look, he's definitely with Q with all these pictures, but then was he? I mean, yeah, it's a self hypnosis. <laughs> it's like a, a self hypnosis thing, and and yeah. uh, you know, there's always like the next, there's always the next thing to expect or or to look forward to. I just lo- yeah. I just was about to say something and. Uh, lost my train of thought but oh, oh yeah um the reason why our channel um got first sort of our first shadow ban experience with youtube uh, in japan here <clears throat> we shot up from like <clears throat> a few thousand we've had our channel for several several years but but youtube actually finally kicked in in 2020 in japan that's how far behind they were um okay and uh, we had a couple of major influencers um recommend me and then suddenly we were at like 30k uh in uh in no time but what stopped the expansion was that I did a prediction about the election and I was okay. right. And the prediction was that Biden was going to, my analysis of it at the time was a little bit, um, 
uh, rushed. And I and I, I regret some of that. And but I got a major blowback because it was like um, too avant-garde. Uh, I've been doing avant-garde <laughs> since my teens. You know, that's what my one of my my soul essences is. But um, uh, they weren't ready to hear it yet. And what I I predicted, I my my message. I uh, did a reading with the guides, and and they said, unfor you know, for better or for worse, uh, Biden is going to be the next president. And I I got that uh, six months before the election. And then the part that came in after that was that they said that needs to happen because the right, the quote unquote right has woken up now, now that we need to do the left, they said. Yeah, okay. And that's happened, right? And look at Robert Kennedy and Robert, you know, look at Robert well, yeah, Kennedy. I was, I was actually it's just thinking about now. him now. I mean, he's starting yeah. to, I guess he's playing a funny game. He he went Democrat, now he's gone independent, but he's actually starting yeah. to put together sort of more left, left-wing policies in, in his, so he's, he's sort of like, He's like a net, isn't he? He's trying to drag them over, and then yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Slowly, I mean, it's great. It's, yeah, it is. It is. Um, and then you've got that. Uh, we um, need... Have you seen that Vivek uh, Ramaswamy? And yes, I mean, he seems really, really good. Um, yeah, very well spoken. Just, yeah, way well spoken. But I just don't know where that's going to go, though, because I just can't see the Trump base going for him unless Trump yeah, yeah. goes behind him. Um, sure. Yeah. You no. Know, so. And he needs that really. If he's got, he could be a, a VP, or he could have some role to play in the future. Sure, but um, to be president, he's got to he's got to get the Trump backing. If Trump doesn't, you know, go himself, but it's yeah. who knows who knows what's going to happen. But I don't know who the left's going to go with. You know, it's I think maybe yeah, they, Newsom. I don't know, or yeah, Biden good again. Guys, yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the the message, like I said, there, the ending of this reading was so spot on, and and I yeah, really harped on it during that. I, when the Afghanistan pulled out. Uh, so it's saying like the uh, the the left was screaming for anyone but Trump, right? At the time of the exactly, election. Yeah. And so they got anyone but Trump in the form of like, you know, slow Joe here. Yeah, yeah. And look what happened when the Af when Afghanistan pullout happened, the Afghanistan fiasco, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when I said, look, this is real. Like, you know, look what you got. You know, this is the wake up call for the left now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know how anyone still has this, any form of support given all the all the um things that were going on it's not just the, the economy the biden uh, bidenomics what they call it yeah <laughs> and and the craziness just, that's going on the border the and all, all the um all the people coming yeah. in and, and causing issues there and all these left-wing <laughs> cities that seem to have various um issues with drugs and homelessness yeah. and it's but people are still yeah. hanging on to the, the idea anyone but Trump, you know, and it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I think it's gotten looser though. I think it's definitely loosened up and they've, they've had, yeah. uh, people might say, might not say it out loud, but it's like, even the, even the liberal media is, um, uh, is really kind of dropping. They're pulling away from Biden and from what it seems like. Yeah. And, and, and uh, someone who kind of, you know, in amongst that, uh, period, I was probably, you know, I was, was quite tr pro Trump in a way, but now that the I've seen more kind of um, a pull from the from the, as you say, the left are coming more towards uh, my side of thinking. I've become more yeah. towards their side of thinking, and starting and starting to become a bit more left wing again in, in a way. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. I probably am quite left wing in my thinking. It's weird because if if you talk to people, um, talk to what they call the MAGA extremists, and and yeah. they talk to them. They they probably represent this far left of like the seventies, you know, the hippie movement yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah. you know, in terms of it was, it was anti-establishment. Yeah, it was a complete yes, swap. It was a it was a hundred eighty. It was a phase switch. Yeah, and that, that yeah. was yeah. So that was really interesting.
Yeah. Um, and then with a Tucker Carlson being dropped from Fox, you know, uh, yeah. uh, Fox um, used to be when I when I first left the U.S., they were the war, Gulf War advocates. They were all pro Bush. And so Fox was horrible back in the day. Yeah. You know, and now they pulled a full flip and it's like they and now they're on. They were, you know, they had um, all the stance of Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson. And that was the closest you would get to, like people who understood conspiracy and, and they were really nailing <laughs> They were hitting the nail on the head with their uh, commentary. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, I it's like fascinating, to follow, um, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, it does I mean, show it's how dumb. it's how both sides are maybe controlled, and all we're all we're doing is just, um, yeah, being pulled yep. back and forth and just we divide, have to go beyond the divided. duality. That's the thing. Yeah. So once you get into that, that higher dimensional consciousness, this is like so key. You really see like how the Machiavellian dialect, both sides are controlled, and and that once you you have to like pull away from that polarity and and see. Uh, and then it becomes like a it's just a frequency game so that's what i was saying like hmm. why focus on this noise like that's never going to really we can't solve the consciousness problem from the you know from that on that level it, it's just too chaotic and and uh it's like the the old world it's the, it's the dying system you know why why uh why why put your center of being in that it's very it's the most dangerous thing we could do hmm. so we have this like enormous energy window opening and and we and contact is getting easier and easier and and the veils are lifting and and uh, we're being directed to look into the rearview mirror. You know that's that's the trick. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a psyop. It's a trick. You know. So yeah. Um, I I kind of look I I look at that what's happening on the three um, plane as important, but it's it's also like one step in the past. So like as we're able to create reality and and our kind of five D mind, all these new skills come online we're the we're the creator we're able to write the we're able to write the timeline now mm -hmm. so what we focus on is so important and and uh what we dedicate our and our focus is our inner our life force our, our energy our energy so it's actually this really kind of crazy form of parasitism where as you get sucked into those dramas you know it's also taking a bit of your energy away yeah yeah and um so, talking about that the the push and pull um I know that uh, I think since we spoke, there's been this whole kind of the whole Russia-Ukraine war going on. Um, yeah. And I, and I know that there's been some horrific events going on now in, in Israel and Gaza and everything going yeah, on. That, but I, I wondered just... if, if you noticed that um, something that something I noticed that when um, so in America, there's been plowing billions and billions into uh, into Ukraine and um, all, all that yeah. going on. And when um, McCarthy finally got ousted as speaker and it turned yeah. out that Pelosi was still in the speaker's office, which is another thing. Yeah. Um, suddenly yeah, the, the threat of uh, losing that kind of money to you, or a constant stream of money to Ukraine became apparent to, to Congress, to the, to the deep state, if you want to call it, to uh, yeah. what the powers that be behind, behind all yeah. that. And suddenly within a matter of days, suddenly there's this whole out of nowhere, this whole uh, eruption in in Israel and Gaza. Now that's the new thing that everyone's talking about. And you, yeah, Russia, yeah. Ukraine's almost forgotten about. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 also, I heard that um, they'd been given the tip off from Egypt and their intelligence in terms of what was yeah. happening. So another nine eleven, right? Yeah, I, I wonder what what's what's really going on. Did they did Israel uh, Mossad allow this the Hamas attack to happen? 
to give them the reason to go very and, possible and, and go into Gaza. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, very highly <laughs> likely. I mean, uh, I mean, it's um, but there's always some other agenda, and I think it's got nothing to do with uh, you know, re- that's got nothing to do with religion or, or or land this time. It's 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 uh, it's a part of this like you know, kind of um, the final countdown. You know, the the sort of like you know, the the all the veils are lifting, all the masks are dropping. So, mm. you know, um. Uh, I, I, you know, there's always some other alternate ulterior motive and yeah. agenda occurring. I, oh, I, I was really hit though. Um, we had two things happen. First is one of our good, one of our collaborators and friends um, was there when it started. He had a group of like 20 Japanese. Uh, he, uh, a Japanese wow, friend of ours he? who has a in, large in community. They were in Tel Aviv when it, when okay. the fight they let yeah. it started two days after they landed, mm-hmm. and uh, so they were oh. among the 50 or so. Japanese national stranded. They just got home like three days ago. Wow. Okay. Um, so that was pretty hairy. So and then, what's their take? I mean, they must have an like impact. Like maybe I haven't. I haven't yet to talk to him. But yeah, he's uh, he's um he didn't put too much on it on social media. But I I'll be uh, I'll be talking to him this week about it. Yeah. Uh, he's more on the um <clears throat> on the the pro Israel tip. I think um to be honest, but yeah, um, yeah. I think those are uh, I think on a spiritual level, it was a really like. I think humanity, it was really emotionally, it was, it was more um, emotionally charged than the Ukraine war for sure. And, and it was, uh, I, I was like, I got hit with a serious depression or like, it was like once the, once I started, I was like, psychologically, I took a gut punch, you know, it was like, like an empath. Um, mm, I was mm. like really feeling really blue and, and, and just unmotivated for two days or two, oh, three God, days. It, there. Was, it was horrendous. The stories coming out of there, but uh, one yeah, just... aspect to it is that how much evidence do we have of the stories? I mean, I mean, the babies thing was was come out. Yeah, they, they talked about that. So you wonder how much yeah. is propaganda yeah. versus truth there. But yes, you know, there's certainly you, you a lot know, of I, big stuff going on. I did see, you know, Joe. I was looking at one of the videos from that music festival, and and I my first impression. I do a lot of video. I'm an I'm on sound engineer, and uh, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of video editing. I I think I saw I was seeing strange artifacts like this like the background look at me oh, okay. look at me right here mm-hmm. one of the, the video with the two people being kidnapped mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was kind of strange kind of odd depth of field mm-hmm. a little bit that was that was a, a little bit of a strange silhouette around the people in there uh back screen green screen type of mm-hmm. artifacts yeah um very cut bl- very possible yeah i wouldn't say uh i think I, I wouldn't say how much of that was but there is at least some of it i think yeah yeah, it, it, and they can do it so stuff. easily. They yeah. can do it easily, you know. Well, it, it it is easy, and um, and getting harder and harder to really um discern what what's going on. I mean, I wanted to actually touch on AI. Maybe this is a good time to talk about you know how what what's happening in the world with with regard yeah. to AI deepfakes and and all that. And, yeah, where you see that being an influence, especially with it with regards to media and understanding the truth, and maybe even UFOs and the like. Yeah, uh, very good question. I would. I just noticed what was it? Um, yesterday, I was on a technical. I was using a technical platform that had a support network, to, and I noticed that it's even Zoom now. <laughs> it said AI assistant is engaged, and and it'll ask you to click yes or whatever. Okay, you know. Right, yeah. And um, it's it's getting scary. You know, I, on a recent trip back to the U.S., uh, I left. Uh, um the airport and we were boarding the plane to go to back to uh, japan and police were standing at the 
f uh, started the uh, causeway, uh, you know, and right as we passed out of the airport onto the, uh, you know, the what is that the causeway that connects to the plane, mm -hmm. and they're taking all of our pictures, you know, and it's like, and they were kind of like, um, they had been called in, it seemed like in a rush, uh, you know, because there was some sort of like staff shortage, but, um, and so like this whole facial recognition, yeah. um now the osaka metro has a facial recognition um uh being tested yeah. and, and implemented for um the subway gates uh, I, I, it's getting, I, I, get, and, I get a sense that japan's probably going to be ahead of the curve with all this and i think they've got a very big robotics industry as well haven't they so yeah um yes. i imagine you, you you might be seeing like ai robots when you're buying tickets yeah. at stations surely that must be uh a thing that yeah, might be the, coming in <laughs> they're closing down the uh manned um you know the japanese service right now there's robots in the family restaurants the the I, like I, I was put it on social media the the world's best service industry is die is falling apart in front of our eyes that's what i put out in a, on sns because well, yeah. the younger generation is like it's like they haven't been trained properly and they uh they literally that's what it is the world's and you go into a family restaurant and they won't match they won't even say hello at the register they'll look at you like you know and they're, they're becoming robots too it's like now they've got robots um in the fast in the uh, denny's or the fast food places here um giving you the, the robots bring the food out from the kitchen and then everything is on a tablet and and they don't tell you how to use the tablets like so you know, just order by the tablet bye and they walk her walk away from the table it's like so obviously there's you know it depends on the restaurant but especially the chains are like you know n out of nowhere they've implemented all this ai technology and it's like you know um there's no uh there's no humanity with it there's no follow-up with it it's like yeah. that, the staff the gets buy like from the general What's public are, are people buying it are they enjoying it are they looking forward uh, to it or? considering how much how big the elderly population is here you know they're i think i wouldn't say they're they're taking it on with with a smile but um it's sort of like you know uh, again it's like you know after the lockdown they kind of clear the decks you know so a lot of this stuff is just like being implemented, a lot of the stuff is being implemented, implemented with no public debate or yeah, you know, no, that, so that's like, scary. And I think scary. So yeah, yeah, um, I imagine zero public like kind of like um, self-help robots for the elderly. I imagine that's probably something that's in the pipe pipe in the pipeline. But um, yeah, there's, I don't know. I, I, you can probably think of maybe a <laughs> um, a Black Mirror episode of um, of how you know the I saw one recently about the. A robot company. No, I think it wasn't Black Mirror, but it was um, an episode and a film or something. And it was about a robot that um, protects protects one person in that the, the owner, but then another person comes in, starts to threaten like the the ownership or the robot feels threatened by the this person coming into this person's life, so they kill that person, bury him. Right. And it's it's really dark, but yeah, yeah, because the robot their programming is to protect um yeah. their, their owner you know it, wow. it's the whole thing you know about you know, what what's our future yeah, going to look like you know <laughs> yeah. i know it's uh, so there's got to be a lot more public discourse about this and and uh checks and balances and overrides and and uh yeah they, they um they uh they really program it hardcore in the media too like they said um uh you know like uh, they always say it's, it's for safety you know for safety reasons that mm -hmm. they're like um making this crazy logic you know uh what was it the uh, with the google nest and those kind of things like the um yeah you know that's something that the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists theories always used to say but even people who never touched that even spiritual leaders and people i know who don't touch any of that dark stuff at all 
say to me and like you know hey greg you know did you ever notice they i never talked to them about it. they said did you ever notice how like youtube seems like it's listening and and then suddenly you mentioned a, a word that you never really used before and then suddenly videos are popping up on your feed and it's like yeah that's that's exactly what happens that the phone is always in listen mode and um they'll they did a thing on tv like with the news where uh a, a crime was solved because the uh, Google Nest was listening all the time, and it just so happened that um, the the the, uh, the like phone minority call report in. level stuff. What's that? Minority report level, sort of like I think so. Yeah, of... like it was. Yeah, like the uh, was it like the um, uh, because the thanks to the AI device that was in listen mode, uh, they were able to get into the data and then uh, discover this person's voice and and track them down. Like it was a criminal. There was criminal. Uh, you know, law enforcement benefits to this, you know? Okay. And so like there's out of one case out of millions of, uh, you know, privacy invasions, they're trying to make it seem like it's worth it. You know, it's, it's, it's well, insanity. Yeah, exactly. And there's going to be mistakes as well, isn't there? When, uh, if this, if this becomes a, this becomes a thing in terms of, you know, catching people <clears throat> based on AI so, algorithms, you know, it's not going to. Yeah. So I think we can, I think we can ask the guys to do like AI shielding and that's part of the clearing. Like they, uh, that's completely a complete invasion of privacy and, and um, violation of free will. So uh, we can ask the guides to come in and, and uh, shield uh, as much as they can from AI and like uh, that kind of surveillance Yeah, and try and do an override of some sort an energetic yeah. override. So um, talk, talking about um, AI in the future, what, what's your, what's your thoughts of how things are going to be sort of playing out if you were to, you know look at your crystal ball in terms of uh, and i mentioned it because i think um uh, bashar I, I mentioned to you before this that um, i'd listened to a couple of interviews with him and i know you've you said you've been following bashar a while or dawalanka yeah. his um his links to channeling to bashar whatever you think yeah. about channeling and he predicts that uh 26 27 we're going to get some sort of actual contact event globally that would be interesting mm -hmm. i wonder if you've heard about that as well yeah, I know that uh, obviously that the Bashar phenomenon has been very popular here, much more, actually more so than more than the U.S. even. So um, we're very aware of that. And I, I, tra I translated for Daryl uh, two years ago uh, at another event. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I think he's done. They've done great work up until now. I think um, uh, I wouldn't say I'm not so sure how I feel about like, you know, I, I, I'm welcome. I welcome predictions. But again, they can become self-fulfilling prophecies. So um uh, I think that in the end, uh, the problem I have with that statement and, and, you know, people here who follow Bashar then pick it up and they, then throw they throw it at me and they say like, Hey, you know, 2025 is going to be open contact. Right. And then, and then I said, no, and no, I'm not on board with that at all. It depends on the C R C five work is, is what's going to be key. And, and if you're waiting for a prediction to occur, then you're giving your power away. So, we need to get up off the armchair and get out and, you know, <laughs> do some sort of contact or, or some sort of, you know, we, we need to be the uh, catalyst that is what my response is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that um, comes for free, but given how, it, given the developments I've seen in just the last few years, um, and certainly if you were to look at how things have changed since 2017 and the Tic Tac incident, which kind of was a, was maybe a seed point. Um, you can probably look at 26, 27 as, as a potential. I, I I don't shy away from the idea. I feel, I feel energetically. It feels, it feels like it could work out in terms of just, if you yeah. see the same level of development over the next I few would, years. 
I wouldn't say that. Yeah, my, my point of that is like just looking at the Japanese people reaction. I don't know how it is in the US, but um, as far as the people here, when they hear that, it becomes like a um, it's like a, they get complacent. So it's like I, I definitely I, not to say that that's not going to happen. But um, what we need, to, I think I'm, I'm more of an active role where it's like, uh, let's make it happen then, you know. Yeah. And and, and if uh, if it is, I, I would love. I don't know. I didn't see the video yet, but I would love Bashar to be, if he's going to make a statement like that, be more detailed um, and, and, and be a little bit more, I mean, let's get some more information. If, if you're going to make a, a blank, a statement that um, like that, I think they need to be a little more inf yeah. informative. Yeah. Well, he's had, he's made predictions before and I think he has been on the nail um, on yeah. Yeah, hit the nail on the head with a few of these things. But um, as with all predictions, it's all, um, it's kind of like a reading of the energy of now and what what was the probabilistic um, kind of like timeline towards that feels quite high, high probability, but doesn't necessarily mean it's it's for real going to happen. I think. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I would have I, to say, I and mean, all honestly, I know one of their staff who has stepped away because of the like the the pro vax stuff. Um, <laughs> she wants to keep her information very con confidential, uh, but um the politics in that community are were very seem to be very compromised like mask up and vax up was their modus operandi yeah. and she like yeah. fled she fled after that and it was like sure. well no it I is told her she though. should put that out in her book here but um uh <laughs> what, what i do find interesting is within this community within the ufo community there is the, the whole the whole breadth of opinions um within the the polarized field that we've talked about is is all there you know it's not <laughs> There's yeah, not um, there. no def there's not a definite one side to it, and that maybe that's a good thing. And that, and I think also it's it's very good that it's a it's a partisan issue in America. I feel like both sides have an equal say. I mean, I've listening to a lot of Chris Cuomo on and oh and yeah, his, okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how his. how he, he's quite involved with it. I didn't realize for a few years yet when it came to like the whole the whole Trump saga and everything. I couldn't stand him, but. Uh, when yeah, yeah, down yeah. to his chats on on new topic, I'm quite intrigued by his his, his uh, interests. So, you know, it it is fascinating yeah. how you can't really predict it. How some people you think, okay, wow, you you're yeah, yeah. There, there, some people... There's a shift. There's going to be a shifting of members. So I think I yeah. think Bashar is. I think he's done as far as channeling goes, and and it's like I said, it's it's huge here in Japan. Japan is their number one audience, and and um and um uh. And uh, I think they've done. I think they've done really good work. And and the important thing of uh, that Bashar has done in the past is that he connected what I call he he was really one of the, he was one of the sort of pillars of what could be called spiritual contact. I mean, it is sort of new age, and you get into like Abraham, and then you're into this, and then you slip into the secret, and that that's sort of like you know mm -hmm. um, manifestation and and the law of attraction and all that stuff. It's all kind of mixed together. But yeah. um, you know, he did. He was a representative that could be uh bashar his on a positive note he he was a representative of what you might call spiritual and positive et contact yeah. um and as far as like connecting the idea of ufos and ets with um spiritual development and and, yeah. and positive energy well, that, that's a great agree. thing yeah but but then you know as time goes on um you know the the, the prophecies become like a uh a, a, it's a, like an it's an extension of it's an extension of their contract where um a true a true spiritual leader knows when their time is up and i think honestly the bashar empire is sort of like past its so expiry date to mm -hmm. be quite blunt 
Okay. Um, and, uh, and I well, know he's, if you want to He's go... had a few interviews with Darylanka and, and then he has talked in, in a way that sort he's of gonna, says, look, listen, if you don't believe me as a channeler, that's fine. But I have messages and the messages are positive ones and they help. And, and I'd agree yeah. with that. I mean, if people listen to him and think, oh, he's a, he's a charlatan. But if they at least take away the messages, because some of them are, are quite empowering. And I, and I see it from other angles, other people as well, in terms of I, I um, wanna... talk, talking about, um, yeah, the positivity and, and how you can yeah. create what you want in your life, you know? Yeah. It's still one oh one, honestly, Joel. I mean, let's uh, let's I'll get you. Uh, let, let's check out. I mean, uh, everyone should check out Lisa Renee, my uh, my my Syrian sister, Lisa Renee. I mean, these there are Ascension uh, bloggers and and uh, and uh, people who are way beyond that, and that that's just like Bashar is like preschool level. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's I mean, that's um Lisa. Uh, please look up energeticsynthesis.com. Um, that yeah. that's conspiratorial. Uh, Bashar is PG into PG and I'm, we're on rated X and you know, we're doing, <laughs> we want to get into rated X and that's how, that's the advance. I'm, I'm looking at the really advanced stuff. Um, and so to, as a closing, I'll, I'll just mention that we sure, were, yeah. we were missioned, we were prospected to um, go into um, uh, well, 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 speaking of which I was translating for Bashar and he didn't recognize who I was. Uh, so he didn't know he was speaking to, one of the most active contact workers on the planet. Okay. Um, he had no idea. You know, I walked up and I walked over to say hello. And he he asked me like, before I could even say my name, he was like, can you, can you speak Japanese? And, uh, and uh, I, I, then I was translating and Bashar is in there and, uh, and he didn't pick up on the fact um, he picked up on the fact that there was a couple other members of the panel who were related to Esasani, but he didn't catch the fact that I was like, I had brought disclosure to Japan and, and was like this major figure here. He had no idea. So that, yeah. that was a question mark in my mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. But okay. Uh, anyway, that, that being said, so uh, our, my, my last update is, is one of the most intense ones is that um, it's, it was sort of hard to believe how deep it got, but for the past year and a half, we were tasked to be in one in what we might call um, a negative portal or, doing some serious like grid repair in in a major in an area around Kobe Japan <clears throat> which um as you know I uh, experienced a major earthquake in 95 okay yeah. and then it was also firebombed about as heavy as Tokyo was like uh you know Nagasaki and Hiroshima was the atomic bomb but then Tokyo was totally destroyed with the uh several days of like mass bombings uh yeah. the great fire of Tokyo and then Kobe was hit in the same way so um we had what you might we had like an astral portal in our house open so everything looked like hunky dory and it was like literally the film poltergeist we had every imaginable uh it was like walking dead right. my house was walking dead joe and have you, have you ever ever seen the uh series there's the uh reservoir with like ten thousand zombies in it in in, right. in, in sort of like season five or four or five of walking dead I don't know how that's the type of level of um that's the amount of like damaged spirits and uh uh quote-unquote negative ghosts we we dealt with in this place it was like the the guides were working uh, overtime so we were like on 24 7 you know we had um uh a lot of it um just you know um, we were there to clear, like it was like a mass clearing. We had to be there to, to experience it type of thing. And, um, so I was tasked to do, 
clearings of uh, there was a lot of negative beings like in mass under at, at certain points in the uh, mountains. When you say negative, do you, do you mean like um, negatively aligned or were they just lost in a way? Both, both. Okay. Yeah. And the negative, the really hardcore ones, which were not uh, that um, would, they were like, you know, humans that have been there for eons and had it and gather like mass powers, like um, dark sorcery type of stuff. It was like kind of Lo Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings type of stuff, like full on. And I had, I, 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 I won't be able to go into full detail, but I had also, we were working with the dragon spirits and the inner earth beings there. Um, they were bringing some of these people to us. So it was like, it was a massive healing of the area. But um, along the way, we experienced like things like right out of, out of a Stephen King or a horror movie. You know, it was like, um, um, it was, and I had the, uh, the pleasure to, um, um, be in touch with a couple of researchers who were involved with like EVP or um, you know poltergeist phenomena and they were like uh, coming to our place in our area in dream time and the stuff they were sharing with us was like right in parallel with with some of the stuff that was um, we were discovering along the way that happened in the area so um, man it was like uh, you know um, they were lying these beings were I think and then if we got we discovered that there was um some sort of like astral prison, like, you know, these beings were unable to get up to the light, you know? And so this is a whole other topic. We could do, we could do a whole other show about this, but the, the fourth dimension mm -hmm. is now being cleared out. Um, and so like people who were lost souls and, and, you know, places you have England's full of them too, right? Hauntings, mm -hmm. all these places are, are going to be uh, fully cleared out. Um, and so, uh, we had the inner earth beings and other helpers bringing all these people to us. And I was like, guys, we have office hours, you know, like middle of the night, two, 3 AM. It's like, uh, that now we have this other. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like, it was so fascinating. Fa it was so fascinating. So mm. out of this world, um, is, yeah. to be involved with that. But, but the, uh, the ET were, guys were came scared in. Were you, uh, even I became scared. It was that much volume. I, I was, uh, I'm, you know, I have such strong, protection and uh we've done so many successful clearings over the years that um uh i i had no fear uh, up until this point that's how um it, that's how wiggy it was it was like so gnarly how um mm. and it was so stealth they were so um able to camouflage themselves so they was like you know higher level 4d um and we had like a what you might call a, a group of witches involved here like this was like they were they were um you know, so it was, uh, it was hardcore, you know, th yeah, this was like, you know, yeah. Th and the only, um, and as we would mention this to people locally in the area, they either didn't know about it or some people told us, yeah, we tried to go to that shrine and clear it. And, um, and we, we couldn't do it. You know, they, they said one woman said she was like knocked out for six months. Wow. So like, as we met people in the area, is like when you 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 know you don't know what you're taking on so we finally got to the bottom of it and um in this july we were moved, we were extracted you know it was like um we were uh it was like uh, it was like a negative grid point so um we all of our spiritual skills were tested to the okay. max have you had yeah. any um of the kind of the is it called the hitchhiker effect is, is have you brought some of that home or yes yeah so i would go and uh and part of this um 
yeah, so I would go to, you know, I would be guided to do like, you know, a couple of the shrines were, um, and the uh, monolith, there's the monoliths and dolmens in this area. Mm-hmm. So it's it ties into that whole ancient network that we were talking about earlier with the uh, the Christ grave and the, the Christ sites. And so um, uh, for a long, long, long time, you know, like um, uh, black magic had been used there or, or uh, um, people like the, uh, the uh the area we lived at was um was known as uh it was like a burial site for it was a tomb of the kings king's grave it was called king's tomb Mm -hmm. and so um like you know you've got your um and have you heard of the egregore yeah in terms of like well i guess the the group soul the soul so it was like this land a generation like a generational um generational spirits and generational it's like stuff um uh that's uh saved and and um into the land so it was a massive massive land clearing of the whole area and so mm-hmm. man we had a huge celebration once it uh ended and and it was a kind of stuff that like you know only the um the higher dimensional beings could have t- kind of dealt with so like you know uh it was wow that was like um beyond crazy and so it, it one of the culminating events was that this uh mass of something flew right between my partner and i in broad daylight into our living room wow. into the den and it was like it, it came it came right between us and uh, <laughs> and um and uh, landed on our shrine our little altar in, in the living room and then i was able to do a, a mass clearing there so it was like uh, you know in the end they were looking for support a lot, a lot of this energy had no place to go and it just kept getting darker and darker so um yeah we uh at the key moments we had um beautiful uh dragon appearances in the clouds like uh you know so it was like um man it was that was one of the most insane culminating experiences of our entire uh career here like you know wow (laughs) i think as yeah as you say the whole episode could just just talking about that i think but um i think i'll I'll let you uh, effect yeah uh, get up and and start start your day as it as it's uh, big big, big, uh, But yeah, it's uh so anyway, but anyway, so people um people uh the uh, the reason why I mentioned it is that I, I find that the lower astral has been very chaotic lately. So um people should be aware of their energies and and you know we know what feels good, like up the vibe, the name of this podcast, right? Yeah. So keep your vibes <laughs> up and and uh people should be aware that there are, you know, um there's been a major crime in uptick in, in the last few years of Japan too. And I, I've described that as uh the, the, the source of that being that there's a lot of very dangerous um, uh, spirits. You know, we had a, a mental hospital in the area as well. So like mm-hmm. very deranged and dangerous spirits um, are like running rampant now and they're going to get cleared. But some sometimes the only portal are the, the awakening and the awakened. So they come in and they're looking to get, um they're looking for the light, but we have to realize that, um, sometimes we get ho- overtaken by that it's called an overshadow experience or negative attachments yeah, yeah. so people should definitely be aware of that as well yeah, as yeah. A... Well, it's all very otherworldly and um fascinating yeah. so um yeah well, thank you very much for your for your, for your time it's been a fascinating chat i think we've sure. covered thanks, a huge thanks, number of events though, yeah. of, um, of um, good to of catch topics. up we had a, a large we had a lot to talk about this time man oh man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> definitely uh, i think we managed to fit a fit a lot of it in so that was uh Fantastic. Yeah, is there anything you want to share um, with the, the audience and uh, for now? 
anything yeah, you want to basically uh, i've had a couple our english channel has uh we've had a little bit of a blank but uh, i'm uh, i've i've got my uh interview with paula harris coming out there and uh, i've got um oh. some uh content i want to release uh some more stuff from japan into the english channel so i'll, I'll send you a link for the uh um super logical youtube channel is on there uh That's so definitely. yeah i'll be I'll be hoping to do, uh, I want to definitely come visit Ireland and England uh, in next year. So right. hopefully we'll be able to meet up um, with yeah. a couple of our Japanese friends I, as well. I'd love to get, get over, over to Japan myself one day. I've heard such good yeah. things about it. So if anyone, uh, yeah, the, the tourists are back in throngs and, uh, and, and this, it's, uh, it's an amazing time. Uh, it's really a cheap time to come to Japan. If anyone's thinking about it, come on and uh, give us a shout. And we've got a couple more contact events happening this year. So, uh, um, I definitely want to have uh, uh, the ability to welcome uh, visitors to Japan, and, and we're th we're, th we're thinking about um, doing some tours like that. Um, believe it or not, I was on the phone with uh, someone from Gaia last <laughs> a couple months ago, okay. talking about uh, doing uh, events in Japan. So oh, okay. we'll see what happens cool. with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, and hopefully we'll, uh, okay, we'll speak well, another time and uh, get another. Many blessings. Yeah. Many blessings. Have a great rest of the year. Cheers. <laughs> thank you.